0: You're listening to Market Interviews with Ruben Wolf, where I talk to seasoned CEOs, startup founders, and domain experts about the inner workings of the market they operate in. The show aims to spark inspiration and seed ideas in entrepreneurs that are the ones advancing our society and keeping technology moving forward. Thank you for joining me, Sarah Van We're talking about Trust Trace today. I'm very excited to hear about the... Uh, technology you're building with respect to supply chain monitoring. I do believe that uh, the German government recently brought out a law that even mandates uh, this, and I'm really interested to hear your comments on this. But why don't we start off with uh, just an introduction on your side. Uh, What is Trust Trace? Sure.
1: Thanks Ruben. Thanks for having me on the show. So Trust Trace is a digital platform that enables uh, fashion and food brands and retailers establish traceability in their value chains, right? and why is it why is traceability very important right We all know uh, what is happening to earth in terms of earth breaching the safe operating boundaries uh, in terms of you know various climate parameters social parameters etc and for brands to produce and you know for consumers to consume sustainably traceability is a very very important aspect and that is what trust trace enables brands and uh, retailers to that in the fashion and food industry
0: Okay, so you've immediately answered uh, the, my first question of who is your customer. So fashion and food industry, maybe like would H&M be a potential customer for you or what what kind of companies more specifically would need it?
1: So every industry, uh, so you know, brands of different sizes and maturity need the solution, right? So for example, in our current portfolio, we work with a very, very small brand that has got about uh, 50 different SKUs uh, or you know styles as you can call it and we work with brands that has got you know more than 100,000 plus styles right we also work with people who are leaders in sustainability and we also work with people who are just starting their sustainability journey right so yes H&M is a potential customer so is every other fashion company who wants or who believes that sustainability is the way forward right they might not have started the journey yet but they are still going to start the journey. They are a potential customer uh, for us. And in terms of the food side, we predominantly work with retailers. So now the biggest customers that we work with is co-op uh, you know, uh, in Sweden, right? So every uh, store that you walk into, uh, co-op store that you walk into Sweden has got the sustainability footprint of you know almost 15,000 products which is being powered by uh, Trust Trace. So every consumer who buys a product uh, through the scan and pay app in a co-op store gets to understand what is the sustainability parameter over, you know, 10 different parameters like climate action, biodiversity, soil fertility, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the customer portfolio is very varied. And the reason we are addressing a big customer segment is we believe for us to make any significant change that will have a positive impact on the globe. It is important to address the requirements of various people. It is just it can't be a niche solution uh, that will address to a very very small section of the market. It has to be a product that is used at scale by different people for us to have any real impact on uh, the planet.
0: Okay, so so let's uh, get into the problem that you're solving, right? So a customer, let's stay with grocery stores. Then a customer goes into co-op and they see uh, five different varieties of chocolate. And now if the customer is interested in sustainability, they have this question and the store cannot answer this question as to which of these products is the most sustainable. And if they were shopping at co-op uh, in Sweden, then they could pull out an app and they could see which of these chocolates is like at each stage doing the most, the best, or you know, the least uh, the least, least bad—is that the right? That's right. yeah, and the very okay, specifically
1: in co-op is you know we had a very very conscious decision not to have a separate app for that because we believe sustainability and business cannot be two different things, right? Sustainability has to be the core business. So this information is embedded to the purchase app. So you know most of the co-op stores uh, have a scan and pay app where you can just scan the product. Buy it and then check out. So this information is inbuilt into the app, right? So people, when they buy the product, they get that information, uh, you know, without the need for downloading an additional uh, app on their mobile phones.
0: Yeah. So prior to you providing this service, what were the options that co-op had? I mean, they get an SKU, they know the name of the end supplier, but can you describe the world prior to Trust Track, uh, Trust Trace? Sorry? Yeah.
1: So the world prior to Trust Trace, you know probably just, you know, take a step back and say how this information is calculated before it is consumed, right? So what we talked about is how a user can consume this information. But for us to compute, this is the footprint of a product, right? Across, you know, 10 different parameters. It involves a lot of data collection from the different people in the value chain, right? So where was it produced? Who produced it? Did it have any certification it was produced? Did the facility have any environmental friendly policies? Did it have any social socially favorable conditions in the factory so there is a whole bunch of information that you have to collect right and all these parameters will have you know an impact on the final uh, score of uh, the product in terms of the footprint so what Trust Chase has done is you know simplified this whole process of data collection and how do you process this information right so for example if some supplier says uh, you know let us say co op makes a standard thing like you know this is a requirement for me to give a product a better rating. But let us say a supplier says, you know, I do not have this, but I have something as an alternate. Can the system compare and then provide an input to the supplier? It has to be, again, as I said, it has to be a holistic solution, just not taking into a specific aspect, collecting information about a product across 10 different parameters, and then computing that based on the standard data sets that is available in the market. That is what Trust Trace does. Prior to Trust Trace, If it had to be done, it was not done because, you know, the sheer complexity in collecting data and then computing that is not possible without a digital tool. And if somebody had to attempt that, it had to be done manually on Excel sheets, uh, following up through emails, calling them up to say like, you know, hey, you know, where did you produce this? Is this fish, for example, you know, a wild catch or it was, you know, bred in domesticated uh, environment. You have to collect a lot of information about products, uh, you know. So that's a manual process that had to be done. And once that was done, calculating that, maintaining different versions of the calculations, all had to be done manually, right? So what Trust does is provide a digital solution that automates the process of data collection, computation, and then presenting that to the end users as well.
0: Okay, so when you move into the Swedish markets, for instance, there's hundreds of thousands of SKUs, I assume, and they start off with nothing, or how long does it take you to go from a new, uh, you know, a new portfolio of products to, is there some starting database that you already have? Or how, how's this process of getting, getting that data?
1: So the first mover in the market, right, always takes a significant time to set up. Right? For example, co-op, when they started uh, this interaction, they had to spend a lot of time because, you know, this was more, mostly the first of the uh, initiative in this market, right? Now, what this has meanted, the various brands that sell through co-op have the products registered on trustees. We know the information about the products, you know, with their EAN code or uh, the SKU code. Now, let us say if uh, a ECA or any other retailer in the market has to use this information, we already have the information from the various brands that sell through co-op. So that information is already available. So there could be a significant head start for you know other players who could you know enter this market. So just to answer your question in short, anybody who starts first will spend some time educating the market, getting the brands warmed up to the idea, setting up the mechanisms, etc. And then it becomes easier for people to join in because there's already a lot of data that is collected.
0: Okay, so let's go through just one example of uh, some chocolate, you know, some uh, local chocolate brand, a new one, a new SKU. So now they want to go into co-op and then co-op says you must register on Trust Trace. I assume something like this. And then you enter in the information to Trust Trace or do you give them a call? We provide a login to the
1: chocolate manufacturer or the brand that is selling the product. So they get an invitation from the Trust Trace platform mentioning, Hey, you know, this is the product that you're trying to sell. So this is the data that is needed. You know, there is a, Portal where they can log in, fill in the information, upload any certifications they have about the product, their facilities, et cetera, et cetera, right? So all this is done digitally with minimal uh, you know, human interaction, right? Because if you want to operate at scale, uh, work with 1,000 you know, plus brands who sell through co-op, uh, we can't have a manual intervention like you know, uh, getting them on board and collecting the data, right? This whole process is done automatically Uh, We have integrations with the systems of, you know, uh, our customers, be it a co-op or a decathlon or whoever it is that we work with, right, either in food or fashion. We integrate with their existing IT systems to understand if there is a new SKU coming in, if there is a change in uh, an existing SKU in terms of design, etc. And then if there is a change, the system initiates a request to the manufacturer saying like, you know, hey, you know, you are supposed to now provide uh, information about the change or about your new product so that the platform can compute and provide the information to the end customer.
0: Okay, so then my next question would be, yeah, how can you verify what the chocolate manufacturer is saying is true? So, I mean, I might open up a new chocolate factory or, or I mean, I might just buy someone else's chocolate product and then register with you and just claim that I have, you know, the, the most fair trade chocolate bean supplier, but I process it and then, you know, it's a new product. How do you verify this?
1: Yeah. So we rely on
0: uh, the various industry
1: certifications that are available in the market, right? Some of the examples are like you know, a crab label, and you mentioned like you know, fair trade. There are various labels and certifications that are available. Uh, this is for the food industry. If you go into the textile industry, we have certifications like GOTS, GRS, RCS, you know, to ensure that it is an organic product or a recycled product, or it has got you know a recyclable product, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right. We rely on the industry approved certifications that are issued to these products. So when somebody says, let us say a manufacturer says, hey, this is an organic product and the system then automatically asks, can you provide a certificate to show that this is organic? And once the certificate is provided, the system processes that certificate. We just don't take it on face value. We extract the relevant data from the certificate to check whether the product that they claim is actually mentioned in the certificate whether the buyer is the same the seller is the same does it have a valid you know validity is intact uh, what is the quantity that is certified and so on right so we rely on the industry certifications but we also ensure that the certificate uploaded is in fact reliable or you know related to this product for the you know relevant quantity and the buyer seller combinations
0: okay great so then all right so your solution is all about gathering the data organizing the data and then displaying it to the end customer. So I, I you have the APIs that's uh, integrated into there, into the scan and pay apps. Makes complete sense, I totally get it. That's a service, not every company has to re-implement this. So it's cool that you guys are providing this. Okay, so why don't we get into the numbers? Sure. So what revenue are you uh, making this year?
1: So we closed 2020 at about 350,000 euros in revenue. Uh, and this year we will be closing They are at about 1.5 million uh, euros, right? That's broadly the numbers that we are looking at.
0: Very nice. Uh, Excellent growth rate. When did you guys start?
1: So the company uh, or, you know, the founders came together or we all knew each other, you know, uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, We all used to work together in a large, you know, uh, Indian tech company. And we decided to start something of our own uh, around December, 2016, uh, to be very precise the boxing day of 2016 right that's when we decided to start something of our own we spent a year trying to figure out you know what is that we want to do that would create a positive impact on the world and end of 2017 is when we had narrowed down on passion and food as an industry and we started off with food in uh, 2017 uh, november right that's when we started building our first prototype taking it to the market validating and so on
0: so then, let me ask you about what's your uh, customer acquisition strategy. I mean, it's B two B product, so um, yeah. yeah. What's what's your sales strategy?
1: So, as you said, like you know, we started off this industry with you know fashion, and we started with you know a very very focused set of brands that wanted to kind of change the way in which the fashion industry was working. And predominantly, it has been word of mouth. So we currently work with about forty plus brands, and most of the customers have been through word of mouth the various accelerator programs that we've been part of we were part of a program called fashion for good uh, out of amsterdam and that kind of you know gave us exposure to a lot of brands like uh, adidas cna you know and the likes and most of our customers are still you know predominantly Nordic based and we are you know starting to expand into mainland europe and uh, it has been predominantly word of mouth inbound referrals uh, inbound requests coming in from various people so we are very very lean sales team uh, we are not very sales heavy we rely on a lot of inbound leads to kind of, you know, uh, acquire our customers.
0: That's nice. Good position to be in. How did you meet your first customer?
1: We just, we just went knocking uh, the doors of all the fashion companies. Uh, literally, by literal sense, we just, you know, started walking around the various streets of Sweden, uh, knocking at doors. Uh, and, you know, that's when we met, you know, really two influential people. So we met Eva Carlson, the CEO of Houdini Sportswear. And we met Ellen, uh, who was this uh, then sustainability director at Philippe K. Right. So these were the two people who had kind of significantly helped us understand what the market is, what are the challenges in establishing traceability uh, in the market, why sustainability is becoming more and more relevant. So I would say we owe a lot of our success, you know, to these two great people helped us early on in our journey. and. Uh, yeah, and how do we meet? How did we meet them? Like you know, it's pure chance. We were writing a cold emails to a lot of people, asking them for you know a potential meeting to discuss about an idea, or we were walking into conferences, you know, where people were talking about traceability and sustainability, trying to meet people. And both these responses were through a cold email we sent to them, and they responded back saying like you know sounds interesting. Why don't we get into a chat and discuss further?
0: Okay, cold emails. Cold emails strike again. Uh, I mean, yeah. When you have the right pitch in that email line, um, that works. Uh, It's B two B. This is actually the most beautiful thing about B two B. I'm really so thankful that there's one federated communication platform that still exists, and that is email. So you said you're lean on in terms of marketing. um, We're lean on sales, right?
1: We are not lean on marketing. We're lean on sales. We invest in marketing so that you know we have a good digital presence we also you know take part in various you know events webinars where we are also trying to you know educate the industry based on the learnings that we have had right so if you look at you know this whole uh, aspect of traceability sustainability one part of the uh, success is about having a right digital tool right but the other part is how do we manage the change in terms of a transformational digital solution right so most digital solutions uh, succeed or fail not just because you know of the product but also how it is rolled out right it is very important to have a strong strategy and you know a change management plan when you roll out these solutions because the industry has been used to working in a very very opaque manner right if suddenly we start going and asking information about where is the source of the material etc cetera, etc cetera, suppliers are also going to be like you know uh be taken back by the sudden interest from brands to you know the source etc so it's very important to communicate why we are doing what we are doing. So we spend a lot of effort in taking this message out to the market, right? In some sense, we're also building out a market, right? Uh, Educating the market about why traceability is important. It is not deterrent to suppliers to share information. So when you look at, you know, customer acquisition, it is just not about, you know, acquiring uh, the fashion brands that we talked about, right? H&M or, you know, whoever is the Western brand. So as of today, on the platform, we have got about you know seven thousand odd manufacturers spread across forty plus countries who are providing data to these brands so that you know these brands can understand where their products are made, how the products are made, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So it's a significant activity to kind of educate these suppliers the importance of sharing the information, communicating to them that the information that they share is secure; it is not going to be like you know shared with the public just like that. We're going to you know respect their business confidentiality and so on and so forth so there is a big marketing activity that goes behind this where you know we spend time educating the suppliers educating the brands and also acquiring them onto the platform so it's a significant activity on the marketing side we are lean on sales because our strategy is to like you know bring in leads and then uh, close it through a product demo and uh, uh, product
0: review. yeah so nonetheless i mean i think uh, it's a it's a good approach uh, particularly if you are essentially opening in a market, if, or at least when you're at the beginning of it to, to go hard on marketing, nonetheless, so how many employees do you have right now?
1: So we're about 63 people as of today, uh, spread across uh, India, Sweden, France, uh, as a predominant uh, areas of, uh, so how many
0: of those are developers and how many are in marketing?
1: A significant portion of them are developers about. 52, 53 of us uh, would be in product, product development, support, those kind of activities, and uh, about you know 10 of us are in marketing and sales, and then there are you know few people uh, who do multiple roles. We have generalist roles you know, who kind of like you know help various functions uh, be successful in their roles. So more like enablers across the organization.
0: Okay, and. You guys are seniors, so potentially you could have self-funded, but but uh, what was the funding model at the beginning? Are you bootstrapped or venture capital-based?
1: No, we started with our own money. We, uh, the four founders, kind of put in uh, our savings to start the company. But very soon, we were supported by uh, the Swedish innovation agency, Vinova. So we were supported by a grant from Vinova to kickstart our uh, activities. And post that, we also had our you know seed or pre series uh, funding from a company called backing minds so we raised about a million euros and slightly above that in our seed round and we had grants from vinova uh, and also zalando right so zalando was very keen on promoting the solution so in total we got we had you know a grant support of about 500000 euros and then uh, a seed round of about a million euros so that's how we started uh, the organization but pretty soon, the advantages of having a good product market fit and, you know, a SaaS product is like, you know, your costs don't increase significantly, but you're able to scale up your revenues uh, pretty fast. So at some point in time in the last year, we we're close to being uh, profitable, uh, you know, net profit, I mean, but we decided to like, you know, further expand our uh, solution and uh, market focus. So in that process, like, you know, uh, we started expanding the teams across regions. So we are now in the process of, like you know, concluding our Series A uh, with a big couple of big uh, venture capitalist firms uh, from Sweden.
0: Okay, well, this does sound like a very promising business. Uh, traceability in the sustainability space. Every company in the world is going to be more and more interested in this. But particularly in the European space, it's absolutely a big topic. Yeah. yeah. Have you uh, seen any movement in in the German market since they came out with this law, essentially mandating that if a company a company to audit its supply chain, they just called the supply chain law. But if they, a company is found to have labor misuse, labor violations that are not up to German labor law standards, that you know the company can get fined. Uh, I believe it came out. Last year. Um, yeah, do you have any insights on the German market?
1: A couple of months back, if I'm not wrong. So there's this law has been in discussion for quite a while, but you know, I think it was approved by the parliament a couple of months back. While I believe that you know the law is significantly watered down from what it was supposed to mean initially. But I think it still has provided the impetus in the market. We see like you know, a lot of movement, not only in Germany. Uh, it also has kind of like an you know, accelerated the market across the whole of Europe because various businesses believe it is just going to be a matter of time be- before you know uh, their local countries enact such a law uh, to make uh, traceability and transparency mandatory in their supply chains, right? And this is not the first law that has come out, right? So we had uh, the California Transparency Act, we have you know the UK Modern Slavery Act, and I believe there is you know a special chemical uh, tax law in the nordics uh predominantly norway and sweden if i'm not wrong there there is a new set of regulations coming across in different areas which is you know pushing you know the need for having a strong traceability solution uh within the organizations and it is definitely helping us and also the industry to kind of like you know leap forward to having a higher uh, rate of adoption.
0: yeah well it does look like you've identified a trend there and nonetheless uh, even having a uh... Yeah. Something that people can believe in. And it's not just something to make money, but also making a difference. So, um, yeah, I greatly appreciate, uh, you working on something that, you know, makes an impact. This is a uh, true entrepreneurship, getting capitalism and positive change in society unified into, uh, something that can, that can, uh, be sustainable from a business level and also on the planet. So. Yes, uh, I appreciate your business and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks a lot, Ruben. Thanks for uh, having us on the show. Thank you.
0: Cheers.